One day, a professional killer went home to visit his family and found his brother murdered. Now, who killed him? I don't know nothing. Listen, the only reason I came back to this crap house was to find out who did it. And I'm not leaving till I do. Michael Caine is Carter, a man with unbridled hate. Do you want to be dead, Albert? For Christ's sake! You knew what I'd do, didn't you, Albert? Listen, Grant, I didn't kill him! I know he did! When a professional killer hates, he turns animal. And there becomes but one law in the underworld jungle. Get Carter. Get Carter. Before Carter gets you. Don't let us interrupt you. Now. Don't you think you ought to get dressed first? Come on, Jack, put it away. You know you won't use it. <laughs> the gun he needs. <laughs> Out. Carter, the heated killer. The cool lover. Decisive action. I've come for you, Margaret. Take your clothes off. Few words. Decisive action. <laughs> Hate drives the hunter. No, no! Fear pursues the hunted. They have killed me! They killed my brother instead! <laughs> Spreading terror with an uncontrolled trigger. Carter was a killer by profession. Now he is a killer by instinct. Michael Kane is Carter. Get Carter before Carter gets you. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, in. Welcome to this month's podcast, 
of Waffle On. I don't know where on earth I I guess I, I think that was, a, that. That was my uh, G up there. That was my G up before we... <laughs> that was your, yeah, that was your... Yeah, what are you trying to be a boss at our work and have literally no kind of like positive vibe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall yeah. I start that again? Yeah. Shall I start right. that again? It's 2018, Kel. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This is Waffle On. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm uh, Mark C. Kelly. And welcome to the show. Welcome to 2018. I think we're nearly into our... We've been doing this for nearly 10 years now. What is crazy, isn't it? I can't get over it. I really can't. As well, especially because it was just like, uh, you know, enough remark and uh, a lunchtime and turned into nearly 10 years. I know, yeah. I still can't can't remember what we And we still haven't done a uh, Martin Scorsese film. No, nor the prisoner. We still haven't done the prisoner. We still haven't done the prisoner. If you remember, the very first one was about Big Pat McGowan dying. Yeah, which is no longer available on iTunes. Yeah, and that was it. And then we said, oh, we'd have to do the 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 prisoner. You know what? I was, I was listening to the. Um, you get naked. We do. No, I'm just, yeah. I can't have sweat. I can't have sweat, sweat dripping under. You might hear it on the podcast. <laughs> like Chinese water torture. It's a different kind of podcast. If you're saying sweat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we. I don't. Know, I can't say because we, we said it every year. But I was listening to the uh, Prisoner soundtrack at work today. Oh, and, uh, oh yeah. I'd listen to it. I'm thinking. Yeah, I get really excited. I've joined a couple of things actually on on uh, the old online uh, web. Of prisoner stuff. Not more things about plates and parts. No, no, it's it's called the Unmutual website. Actually, I've been a member of it for quite a few years. It's not a fan site or anything like that. The guy who runs it is very adamant about it, and uh, he's promoted it. Uh, I mean, I've done some stuff before for him, and it's a cracking. It is a cracking kind of. Uh, you said this to that magazine you used to show me. Yeah, I know, but that was before it went corrupt, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to say where it is because just in case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is real. It's real proper stuff like their, their, um, their theories on the film. That's what no, I want. Not more, really. More. No, it's more the stuff like no, because I hate that. Oh, <laughs> you're not into that, are you? Well, I love fan theories on no, stuff. No, because. Well, I think with the... Pre- oh, we better not talk about it. Yeah, let's not get it. Let's end up doing that. Yeah, we'll do that later on. But no, it's more stuff like, you know, there's, not, there's a lot of stuff about filming location. You know, I like my locations and I like all stuff like that. And, and uh, Right, after- let's make an executive decision. Next podcast, Prisoner. I am not a number. I am a free man. Are you going to be able to watch it, though? Because it's well, 17 if, episodes. If you do it like next week, maybe not. But if you give me... So if we do it right then, what is that? If we do the end of Feb... When, right. we do, when, when are we doing um, Midnight Run then? We can do that after. Just because okay. you talk about it now. Let's just get out of the way. All right. Let's not oh, sweep this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not sweep it under the rug. Well, you haven't got a carpet? No, no, no. All right. Well, yeah. uh, well not that you can see. <laughs> hey! <laughs> uh, your laugh there is very really Very much like... <laughs> what was that? Very Eric Morecambe. Sorry, that was very Morecambe. Yeah, so like, if you if you when because you don't need to watch it later, do you need to watch it? Again? No, I really do need to watch it again. Well, you yeah, I, I can I can do pretty. You've got time. have you got the you got the Blu-ray one? Yeah. Have you got on DVD as well? No. What happened to your DVD? Did it? I think I oh I've got no I think I. Let's just move on from this because we're doing it. Yeah, this is sorry, <laughs> this is this is business business. Oh, <laughs> yeah. anyway. so 2018, Kate okay, started off uh, well. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the, our workplace has not been the best start to the year, has it? Not really. Not but really. You, don't, you don't need to. But all, all, you know, all you need to know, listeners, is uh, your place can not be as bad as ours. No. Just always remember that. Whenever you're depressed, yeah. whenever you're riding your motorcycle through the night for a night John job, thinking I'm not enjoying this job, think, oh god, it can't be as bad as we can't be as bad as we can. No, plus we lost one of our friends who worked there as well. Uh, we found out today. So, mm. uh, dedication, dedication. This is our very first podcast to him. Yeah, um, and he never listened to it, and he probably oh, yeah, hated yeah. it. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the last thing I was going to say, um, but I can't remember what it is. I'm loving the Orville. 
really enjoying the Oval. It's amazing. Mm. I, I, to me, like I said, I, I've enjoyed Star Trek the last few weeks. Like I said... Spoilers. I ain't going to say anymore because you ain't going to get that. It's really good, the twist. But I still don't get that... I don't get that warm thing no. I get from when I... You know, you do with Doctor Who, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I put Star Trek on, it sort of makes me feel nice. It's mm. like a comfort, like comfort, comfort blanket. Yeah. It was when I was yeah. a kid, you know what I mean? My mum opened it. I'm never so stressing out or freaking out with me. I get mental around the house. She just put Star Trek on it. It's not needing, <laughs> it's not needing me. But, but I get it with that. You get yeah. it with that. Uh, it's kind of like, I always like to think of, uh, would I like to be there? And like with TNG, I always like the idea of being there because the ship looked nice yeah, and yeah, 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 cosy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind so. of carpet with yeah, wood yeah. panelling. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Chris Yeah, Paddy's that is weird. They talk about wood panelling, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wood panelling. Yeah. And at the Oval, I get that, but with the new Star Trek, although I am enjoying it, I kind of think, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be working there. It's a different thing, in it? Mm. To me, I had a mind about it, and then I've watched it since Christmas, and I've enjoyed it, but I've, I've got to put my head in a different thing. Yeah. It's not what it was, it's different. It's, it's, it might as well yeah. be a new universe to me. Well, it, maybe, maybe they should have called it a different programme. They don't know yet. It hasn't been answered in what universe it's in. I don't know if it's in the films. We don't know yet. I've just mentioned it. He's yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, anyway. well, it, it, it defines him and all that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, so thank you. Anyway, so um, our first podcast of 2018. Thank you to those uh, people who have uh, donated to our podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, one, one person. And you know who you are. And there's a fridge magnet. There's a fridge magnet coming your way. And I'll be emailing you. And we've already given out one to uh, Jonathan Dawes, who, who uh, is very much a, yeah. uh, an avid listener, an avid writer to the podcast. So, so yeah. anybody who would like to contribute to the podcast, we will send you yeah. a free, yeah. gratis. Yeah, well, it's yeah. not because you've got to donate to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, fridge magnet. Yeah. And you know, we say we're going to do. So we'll get there in the end. Oh, we are. We are doing. We, we will. We will do this stuff, and especially. Oh, we will do a t-shirt because when I go to the Alamo, yeah, that's going to be the time when we do Wear for Wear for London because oh, I'm yeah. getting my picture took and then yeah. said, why don't you do that? And then you, you can put a picture Alamo. and I'll go, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's when you when you come back. Then that's when we're going to re-release. Listen, listen. Lost, you're basically getting an in work in progress there. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't have listened to it. <laughs> Maybe we should have did this as a, a meeting before it. But there you go. When do we ever do that? Because nah, no. women at work, we talk shit. Never <laughs> get on here. Anyway. So yeah, the t-shirts are being done. Uh, I'm looking at the moment of probably using Red Bull because Anthony from Scuttercast recommended it. He's got a lot of stuff. I'm just not very savvy at things like that. I'll be honest with you, listeners. I'm 44 years old. Uh, and you know, I kind of lost. I think I, I lost my tech ability when I had my hair cut. Yeah, off. I'm not great. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've lost everything. Yeah. Put weight on. <laughs> Christmas has come, <laughs> and it's all gone. Anyway, Cal, what are we talking about today? We are talking about one of the greatest British films ever made, Get Carter. And what do we do before we talk about it? Play one of the funkiest tunes known to man. Hmm. <laughs>
led them by Roy. What was that Roy then? That was just like, ah. Oh. I, I, no, I thought you was having a moment. No, no, <laughs> well, no, 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 well, I was going, ah. Oh. Yeah, Roy Budd there um, actually recorded the soundtrack to this um, live. Um, there's no, there's no breaking it. He played three music, three instruments at one go. So you know that wicked video you see on YouTube. I think that might be wicked. If you notice, he's playing three instruments. Yeah, yeah. That's how he did it. That's a bloody yeah, amazing. Yeah, the called the Waltz Wolitzer and the, and the piano. He did all of that in one. That's crazy, isn't it? That's you can uh, buy the soundtrack. Uh, lovely soundtrack. You, I believe, uh, some kind-hearted man gave yeah, you yeah, a yeah. copy. Yeah. You did give me that, and you also give me for some reason. There was that thing about 10 years ago, a lot of remixes, I think, weren't there? Uh, was that about 10 years, 12 years no, I'll ago? I gave you a copy of that. That was called the Sound Spectrum. It's really good. I've got that, my iPad. Yeah, I love it because yeah. it's like the. It's that, but sort of just made a bit faster, isn't it? Yeah, a bit yeah. remixed. I've still got that. It's, it's really good. I, like I said, I think it's one of the great theme tunes mm-hmm. I do. It's amazing. It's the kind of thing when you listen to it somewhere, you're instantly into the film, and that's what I love. So and you'll have noticed, listeners, that the, the one that you've listened to there, uh, you can hear the, 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 uh, the train uh, going on because that's how it is in the film. That's also how it is on the soundtrack. But you can uh, get a cleaner version, which has got more of a drum beat on. If you look at YouTube, yeah. it's an unreleased track. And again, you can get it from Sound Spectrum. Now, I won a competition. I already had the soundtrack. Remember, yeah. I, the only competition I've ever won, <laughs> yeah. apart from that one with hair dye, which I have no idea why I won that yeah, one, yeah. was uh, Get Carter soundtrack, which I gave to you. Yeah, I yeah, I got that, yeah. And my Get Carter t-shirt, which I absolutely adore. Do you remember my Get Carter t-shirt? Have you still got it? Is it a bag? <laughs> oh, no, on. no, no. Have you still got it? I was it? a 32-inch... Yeah, uh, waist. But is it? No, no, no. no. degrade because I think it was along those things. I ended up cutting the sleeves off after a while, and it was my t-shirt underneath my lumberjack shirt. Ah, oh, right. You know, days of youth. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, remember them yeah, days. Remember them days. Um, yeah. So that was the theme tune, the cracking theme tune. That's oh, amazing. Uh, Tenth of March, nineteen seventy-one. This film was released, winning time of one hundred and twelve minutes. Um, it was directed uh, by Mike Hodges, and also the, the screenplay was written by him, based on the Ted Lewis book. Jack's Return. No, it's the kind of thing. I always look at that. I've, I, I've, every time I watch it, I think, should I read that book? Yeah. You know, every time, but I just don't know. It'd be very interesting, because this is, you know, it's not a massive film anyway. It never was, no. was it really? Well, it was, it, was, um, it was successful over here to a degree, but uh, it was badly promoted by MGM in America. It was mainly uh, um, stuck to um, drive-ins. Um, so it's like a B movie, and it, to me, it's not a B movie. It's not no, a B movie. It's not, not a B movie. It's a bit um, more serious than that. It only got uh, it only got commercial release on home uh, media in 1993, um, what? which is mad, mad to know. Um, obviously, it was on TV, but uh, it got a resurrection via Quentin Tarantino, who was, I know this he, was an inspiration for him to make make films. I know he loves it. Yeah, it's like Stallone loves it, doesn't he? And mm-hmm. we will talk about that later. And yeah. I'm not, we're not, I mean, not, it's not negative. I'm not going to no, say no, negative because no, no, no. I don't mind it. But for him to do a remake of that is a big deal. Mm. I don't think he did, <laughs> did it. No. Because well, to be honest about it, all right. It would get caught. This Stallone version was not, not did not have a cinematic release in England. Yeah, but you know, have you saw it? Yeah, I have. It's all right. It's mm. it's just a, it's a bit like. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't it's think not it's not like the, the no. Italian Jobs are far better remake. No, that is, that's an amazing that's reason. A good it's film. an original bloody film, isn't it? Mm. But what I liked about it, he kept the things in it that he liked in it, like the yeah. classic lines, he kept them in there. And it had Michael Caine in it. Yeah, that was the wrong thing with it. Yeah, I think there was no need for him. No. Yeah, well, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that at yeah, the, yeah, end, yeah. the end of it. The end of it. Um, so, have a, have, have a guess of how much this film cost to make. Bear in mind, it was made nice. Yeah, yeah, so that you're not talking more. It couldn't have been a lot because. 
Oh God, was it my from my about three million? £750,000 <laughs> budget for this. What the? Now, and that weren't a lot then either, no, no, was no. it? Now, you'll notice unusual for Waffle on Cal. I've got a, a printout script, which yeah, is basically the And you've got facts. a notepad as well. And I've got a notepad. And this is the notes I made throughout the whole of the film. Now, I'm not going to be able to go through all this because basically that's the film and we know what the film's all about. But I, I, I watched the film with the commentary from... I, I haven't done it yet. Is it good? Uh, it's really, it's really good. good. With Mike Hodges, uh, Michael Caine... Done when? And the cinematography, Wolfgang Schuster. When was it done? I think it was done about 10 years so ago. So Michael Caine's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's on the ball. He's on the ball. Which means he's on the ball. No, because I, I watched an interview with him. He's gone nuts, you know. No, 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 no sir. Okay. I, watched a, I watched an interview with him over Christmas, done for me in December, and he'd come across as quite old now with his... He was quite. Yeah. He weren't loud. I like him when he's being loud. Yeah, I know. Yeah. As, as to quote the the uh, the trip, he's he's more like Michael, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Michael Caine yeah, yeah. trying to get a breath. That's air. what he's like now. I thought so. Isn't like that. No, he's, he's, he's more like sort of like that. Michael yeah. Oh, right. So he's kind of like a little bit more on the ball. More Addy Brown. Do you know what more I mean? Brown. More Addy Brown. More Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I know exactly. He goes. Uh, he says you know a lot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was filming this bit. You know. That's made me really want to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. But Mike Hodges gives some really good facts about it, and also uh, Wolfgang um, Sushisti, I just wrote the cinematography, has some wonderful notes about the lighting of the whole set. Yeah, it's It's amazing. I love the lighting. Um, So, Mike Hodges, uh, let's talk a little bit about him. Uh, Born 29th of July 1932, screenwriter and film director. This was his first film, although, of course, he'd done TV. Uh, films he's done uh, obviously Get Carter Pulp which is another Michael Caine film uh, The Terminal Man Black Rainbow as director uh, sorry and his director of these films include of course Flash Gordon yeah. Croupier and I'll Sleep When I'm Dead is this going to be the first director who's done two films on our podcast uh, well, well Michael Caine as well I know you were saying to me tonight yeah, yeah, without we've we've even planning it no no not at all I think we've done on the podcast we've done Zulu uh, we've done The Italian Job uh, we've done The Muppets Christmas Carol we and we've just done this one. So, um, Ian Hendry as Eric Pace. Cal, what's your thoughts on Ian Hendry? I've thought about this film, watching it again. Like I said, I know it loads and loads of times. But it's like all people that pop up on 80s TV for us, weren't it? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's, like I said, what, one thing I do like about this, uh, characters, I'm talking about characters now, is um, they're all horrible, aren't they? Yeah, none of them are nice. So, I, I was trying to think, I was lying in bed last night thinking about what I'm going to talk about. Oh, it's there's the, only one person who's nice in that the, film. The, the, Keith. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. With the <laughs> Get yourself some great lessons. I love that, <laughs> I love that line. So, yeah, he's just been battered really bad and yeah. he's left him there to get battered again. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's, uh, re- he's horrible, isn't he? Like, he's just horrible. Well, Eric Pay, Ian Hendry, um, he became quite famous uh, for being in the very first series of The Avengers. Uh, bear in mind that Patrick Manese's character, Steve, was not the major character. I did not know uh, that. It was originally a, Ian Hendry's right. uh, character. He played a Dr. Keeler, I think mm. he was called. And then he, he, he decided not to come back uh, in the second series, and so they brought in... Um, was it Honor Blackman who was the first, I think, Honor Blackman? I think it was, wasn't it? I'm glad it was first. Was it? Yeah, yeah it was, I, I, I was never in Avengers. Don't um, think it was. There's no Avengers in the seventies. Yeah. Now um, he, he was born Ian McKendry Kendry on the thirteenth of January nineteen thirty-one. Passed away on this twenty-fourth of December nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, I bet there's other people that at the age of fifty-three. He's quite oh, well, young. He died of stomach hemorrhage, and I'll give you a guess of the reason why he died of that. Was he a boozer? He was a boozer. Oh, God. Well, God, you're kind of it to die at 53. Well, <laughs> Michael Caine talks about it, and so does Mike Hodges, that the, um, originally it was meant to be Ian Hendry playing Jack Carter, but he was so unwell with his uh, drinking it uh, uh, that they filmed the end scene 
where uh, Jack bludgeons Eric with the yeah, yeah. shotgun. They filmed that first, and then they filmed the chase afterwards because he didn't think he'd be able to do it after running up the, to the mountain. Why. Now That's interesting. That's be, really Yeah, but because Kane uh, was then chosen over Hendry, Hendry just hated Michael Kane. There was a real dislike for it. So, and they use that. The, the, the you scene, can tell there's a tension between them. The tension, yeah. They used it, and the scene in the uh, the race course, which we'll come to when we talk about the film. Classic. Um, they tried to rehearse that the day before, but he was drunk and angry and quite violently abusive towards them all. So they left it. Oh. Thought, Let's just play raw, raw, and that's why you see that kind of it's look of disgust. If he's got a really weird accent in it. Yeah. what's going on with that accent well, it's a bit American and a bit Scottish a bit, Scottish, isn't a bit it? posh as well yeah well he was born in Ipswich uh, what? Yeah. was he? I'd say it's just a funny because he's sitting in my hand she's going what's that accent it's just a weird accent it's just an odd accent still got your sense of humour it's sort of like Sean Connery being posh being posh yeah yeah it's an odd accent well I'll talk a little bit about some of the accents in this when we actually go through the film so um now with Ian Hendry, he attended the Central School of Speech and Drama in London uh, from 1953 to 1955. Contemporaries at the school at that time included, this is a nice list of people here, mm. uh, Judy Dench and Vanessa Redgrave, who were both two years below him. Wanda Ventham, his future co-star in the series The Lotus Eaters, uh, who was near below, and Jeremy Brett and Wendy Craig, who were in the year above him. Well, yeah, that's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing bunch know, of people yeah. there, isn't it? Now, uh, Cyril Kinnear was played by John Osborne. Now, John Osborne is most well-known, of course, as being an English playwright screenwriter. And he did the 1956 play, which trans- transformed the whole of English theatre. Don't uh, look back... I'm sorry, not don't, but look back, back in Look anger. back in anger, yes, yeah, the famous yeah. one, isn't it? The reckon yeah. that was like from the beat. So yeah. the beat living onto the 60s, didn't it? Very much so. So uh, he, he came almost slightly out of retirement. Michael Caine knew... John Osborne personally uh, I think they probably shared rooms with each other um, but the accent in it that he uses in that you know it's kind of like really soft and whispers you don't talk you know, what does he say when he, he turns around and he goes uh, you don't talk for a man like Jack a poxy glass of that he's, he's got an odd out. now that's no, not like, his accent yeah, yeah, he fights, now that's not his accent it's an odd anything like that he just decided to do so that so what's going on with the accents what's going on with it I don't know to me though it sort of gives it a very Sort of otherworldly, mm. where all of it, it's in a weird world, isn't it? That this is always going on, but the rest of the world is carrying on as if nothing's happened. It's like all the stuff they're running through there, but no one's putting an eyelid to it, are they? No, no. It's like the bit, the famous bit that we're going to talk about, it really mm. walks out. Yeah. No, but there's, still, there's like a parade and not, no one yeah, cares. Yeah. Just a new bloke with a shotgun walking around. Like, yeah. I think when you look at that film as well, and, and we'll, we'll talk, well, we might as well talk about it now, but yeah. where it's filmed, there's an awful lot of that area of Newcastle which is no longer there. I was going to say, um, I was going to say, what's left of that? Now? The streets, which was, uh, even Michael Caine turned around, who, who was brought up in the east end of London in quite a rough, yeah, quite yeah. rough areas. And he knew people like the characters playing of Jack Carter. But he turned around and said he's never known poverty like that and if you notice in some of the scenes especially with the Land Rover pools there was a lot of rubble everywhere because they were knocking them down at the time the, pla- the area where he, the street is where uh, his brother lived um, is still quite a I wouldn't say run down because that would be offensive is it still there though it's still a poor what area. about Las Vegas the, uh, yeah that night well, the, uh, the, no the, um, you know, it's called uh, Las Vegas isn't it the, is, uh, the bed and breakfast that's still there still that's there. quite an affluent area actually that's quite nice but the other area where his brother lived um, he's, he's quite um, a poor area I know the thing's gone now isn't it? when he 
The car park. The Alf Roberts. The car park's gone. Sorry if it's American, but we have to keep calling him Alf Roberts. Alf Roberts it's yeah, quite the, hard for His us. character in uh, Coronation Street. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's there's quite a lot. So there, there is a video on YouTube, which I also watched, about the locations of Get Car, which is quite interesting, actually. Oh, I might have heard that. It's worth Yeah, worth I might have that tonight, yeah. Um, now, you might have noticed, ladies and gentlemen, we haven't talked about Michael Caine. Well... We've talked about Michael Caine uh, uh, during the Italian job. Yeah, the, so, the, you know, there's only so much you can say Please do him. go back to uh, this. And I've met him. Yeah, you met him and you disappointed. I was disappointed. Never met your heroes and his well, Europe. That come proven true, didn't it? Oh, man. Uh, Same that, though. When I met no, my I hero, mean, George Romero, it was fine. He was ace. Yeah, Richard E. Grant was ace. Yeah, yeah. I met Richard E. Grant and Michael Payne. But, um, yeah, as I said before, he was desperately trying to sign as many things as he could. And it's just become a bit like a meat market. And it was yeah. just sort of like... All right, yeah. Because yeah, you had yeah. loads of things you'd planned to say to me. I've been a fan of since I was a little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, anyway. you know, they, I don't blame him. It was nice to, nice to get his autograph anyway, yeah. and nice to see him. Uh, and I went for a pint afterwards. Mm. Uh, Britt Eklund is in this. She plays Anna. It's, it's really weird, her billing, right? Her billing is in that because it's a bit like uh, Alan Parsons. <laughs> it's a bit like Alan Parsons. Look, lads. It is, isn't it? Here come the boobs. Yeah. You know, Britt Eklund then was a beautiful woman, weren't she? Yeah, you know, yeah. them late 60s, early 70s. And she was Peter Sellers and everyone. Well, I'm not going to cast aspersions on her, but... <laughs> Because uh, I, oh. I would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, there's no need for it to be. Because the way it comes out, it's like my game, Amber Eklund. Yeah. What? For rolling around on a finger. Yeah, pretending to masturbate. Masturbate, yeah. The thing is, as well, is that the reason why. You have to think that only two years, two, three years later, 1975, she did uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which she was going back up. She was actually um, had quite bad financial troubles at this point of her life due to her accountant. Uh, making some bad investments right. so that's the reason why she agreed to do this film alright Mike Hodges has said repeatedly like, he's not a great fan of, of sex scenes he doesn't like doing them and it, but he said what I wanted to do in this film is keep, to keep it actually realistic oh, and when you look at we've it we've tried this today yeah, yeah. it's the most unromantic mm. film do you know I think right in all the, what the film the stuff that's the most shocking in this film because I still think it's a shocking film I still do oh, yeah. it's, it's not the violence because the violence in it is not that shocking apart from the knife but it's the sex is horrible in it mm. everything's horrible yeah. even him you know his sex is horrible isn't it yeah. uh, you know she's riding ro- 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 around with her bloody fellas there who's going to end up getting oh, fit yeah. it's just like I said the, the, the main story the crux of the story is horrible isn't it it's about loss of innocence mm. isn't it and uh, it's, it's like that you know I like the sex scene with the car, yeah. but I like that because it's not mechanical, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. he's going that, through the motions, isn't it? He don't give a fuck, does he? There is an interesting thing as well that when you look at it, actually, apart from how depressing and grimy England was in the late in the early nineteen oh. seventies, the the fashion has not the fashion. They said that it hasn't dated. You look at Carter's uh, suit. It's a beautiful suit. It is a wicked suit. Really nice suit. Very similar to the one that Daniel Craig wears at the end of Casino Royale. That's what he's nice. He's got loads of crap on his hair to keep his boot fun down. Oh, know? yeah, because Michael Caine has got big hair. Yeah, his hair's really big, oh. isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot that. of uh, dippity doo here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, excuse me, that's your Coke that you give me. Yeah. I mean, drink. I should probably <laughs> say <Saying> that. <laughs> uh, Brian Mosley, uh, we know him, of course, as Alf Roberts in Covenant Street, plays Cliff Bunbury. Now, uh, MGM executives initially wanted Telly Savalis. Oh. part of the big man but we're impressed by Coronation Street actor Moses' performance in fight scenes in the film Far From the Madding Crowd he was also a fencer and stage and film fight arranger was he? yep he fenced with Terence Stamp oh, in right. the film Far From the Madding Crowd he was a founder member of the Society of British Fight Directors yeah. and he arranged the Get Carter fight with Michael Caine who would 
thought that, eh? You would, I'm not being funny. He's with what we know him. There's mm. a fat bloke in, <laughs> in, in a normal in accent. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. really hard, listeners, because if you, you're at our age and you saw him as Alf Roberts, it, that's it. You can't get him. It's like we're even watching it and we go, oh, here comes Alf Roberts. Yeah. It's like, because you can't help it, can you? No, no. You can't help it. He's like, is that the bit where he fell off the bit? That's it. And he actually, Mogwai threw him off that. Right, and he oh. landed on crash mats underneath it. All oh, right, he did actually throw you. Uh, no, and I tell you what's really mad about. I know we, we're going really off. <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. But people should be used to that, right? Probably. The first fight scene with the classic line you're going to use later on is amazing yeah. because it's a proper slap sound in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. isn't it? Right? It's like a comedy thing. Yeah. Isn't it? And it's oh, slow down. Yeah, it's quite funny. <laughs> you think that's quite funny? But his demise, it's mm. horrible because yeah. he's punching him in the back of the head, isn't he? He's rather yeah. punching him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. You know, you don't give a shit. And also, when he throws... We might talk about it. But when he throws him over the bridge and he lands on the car, Mike Hodges turned around. Or was it Michael Caine? Michael Caine turned around and said that. Um, the reason why they did that was for... You always see him land on the middle like, oh, there you go. But if you notice as well, there's a family in that car, two kids. There is, because they're women. And they go get killed in that. So oh, not only does he kill him... He don't really give a shit. He, well, because that, that roof collapsed. Yeah. It's going to crush him. And that's a big lump flying. <laughs> he is a big lump flying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Tony Beckley appears as Peter the Dutchman, uh, also with dyed hair in his. He was also known, of course, as Camp Freddy in the Italian job. He, gets, he's so he, gets, he was the one who gets shot on the boat. Oh, that's all, yeah. I mean, that pause bit, and he goes... No, yeah. No! Yeah. <laughs> that's the only bit where you think, yeah, they wouldn't do that these days. But yeah, it's like, we get out of the way, then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Alan Armstrong plays Keith. This was uh, Alan Armstrong's screen debut in this film. I think he's quite young, but even though he looks really old. He, he, yeah, he does. He's faces, isn't he? Yeah. does always look old. Now, uh, a lot of people will recognise him really from in, in the UK as being one of the cops in New Tricks. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I think, and, yeah, yeah. and he's also in Our Friends from the North. Uh, Petra Markham plays Doreen. Now, Petra Markham was a 24-year-old experienced theatre actress when she's played the role of Carter's 16-year-old niece. Her appearance in only four scenes in the film meant she could balance the film work with appearing at the Royal Court and her role in the television series Victoria and Albert. Oh. She then went on later on to play, well, she was in Doctor Who, but also played oh, she Doctor Who, right? uh, Rose Chapman in EastEnders. Now, this was back in the day when uh, Pete Beale was in it, I believe, oh. and, um, and she ran off with Pete Beale. So, oh, right. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's all you're going to get with EastEnders and Carnage Street. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, Carl Howard. Carl Howard's character is the assassin, only known as Jay. Now, that's no. You're thinking of Carl. You're thinking of. I was thinking then. I don't remember that. That's an amazing fact. <laughs> no, that's Carl. Howard is isn't he? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's he called in it? Jay. So what's the initial, initial of his ring is Jay. Oh, that's a. Were you looking at it a different way? Oh, yeah. He's only identified with initial on his ring. Now, in his only film role, an appropriate mystery surrounds his real identity. His name does not appear on the credits of some prints. Now, Mike Hodges explained that Howard was an extra in his TV film, Rumour, and the director gave him a line to say, but another extra was wrongly credited. Oh. Hodges promised he would make it up to him and cast him in Get Carter, but his name was missed off some of the original prints. When the film credits were printed in the Radio Times and TV Times, Howard was also trimmed, and Hodges said in 2002 that Carl and credits don't seem destined for each other. Oh, but isn't there loads, because I was looking online about this, isn't there loads of rumours about him that he's on the train going on? He is on the train at the beginning. He's on the beginning, isn't yeah, he? If you, if he's you following, look, isn't he? Well, if you, if you look, he's sitting there, Michael Caine's reading uh, the, uh, the the book. Yeah, uh, he's reading, uh, what's it, uh, Ch- uh, yeah, he's Raymond reading Chandler, isn't Raymond he? Chandler, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Farewell, My Lovely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, and he's on the opposite side. Yeah, because he's following all the way up, yeah. you know, he's and been, he's that's his job, isn't he? All the time, all the time yeah. you know. Now, you talk briefly, before we talk about everything, you talk briefly about um, the Stallone remake. That is not the only one. Now, Got the, <laughs> stop the press, what's stop the Now, this is not actually a remake because this film came out in 1972. Um, it is based on the same book. You'll like this. Oh, this film is called Hitman. It's a 1972 American crime film directed by George Armitage and starring Bernie Casey, Pam Greer, and Lisa Moore. Is it a black exploitation? It is a black exploitation. Oh, amazing! Film. Yeah, so it's called. Does like a black exploitation get cut? Well, yeah. we, I'm looking for that later on. <laughs> I thought I couldn't wait to tell you about that. <laughs> that one. he's all got me all over it. <laughs> so let's talk about the film in my rather nice notebook. Very good. Okay, so we're going to go for the film, ladies and gentlemen. It's a wonderful film to watch. It is a bit grim if you've never seen it. Now it is grim. There is a rumor. Uh, I'm thinking it is a true rumour that of course Jimmy Nail uh, is yeah because I you, right. you told me this rumour that he's in the pub scene at the beginning he's but not, I couldn't see it's him. not in the pub scene now I went investigating my investigating feet yeah yeah and went onto the wonderful website the Off Redesign uh, website yeah. right yeah. which you who, uh, give us a shout out for our Off Redesign Ooh. they also turned around and told us we got a lot of facts wrong but fair play to him, we did. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, many, 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 many. But as you said earlier, Uncle, we are not a podcast. Fact. If you want that, go to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is where all that information comes from. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently he's in the scene where Carter chases Thorpey into the nightclub. And when he runs in the nightclub, as it clicks around, he's in that scene somewhere. Now, you've got to think that off redesign pet was what, 81, 82, was it? Yeah, this is 1971, so this is 10 years before then. So, so how old do you reckon Jimmy Nail is at that point? Do you reckon he was about 30? 30, yeah, like so 20. He's 20, like... so he's going to have a 20-year-old's hairstyle, which means he's probably longed his hair. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would have had his spender hair. He would no, have greased no, it down, no. wouldn't he? Yeah, I love that scene. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Because yeah, I was looking in the bar, I thought, there's, there's a lot of people that all look the same, don't they? That yeah. pub does not look very... An interesting in, thing about that. In a, oh, right, have you got some facts about that pub? Is that pub still there? I think it is, mm. Mm. and I did get they do get pissed off if you're saying you know. A lot uh, of uh, uh, well, I, I might I might play that. I think. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think okay, so its film starts off with Carter standing in uh, at the window looking out. This was actually the very first shot of the film to be filmed, uh, and whilst his gangster mates all are watching all a watching a porn slideshow. Um, and they, no one definitely says anything about that scene though is they're not particularly interested are they? No, they're all watching it, but they're not. But he's not bothered because he's got stuff on his mind. But all he cares about. Is where uh, uh, his boss's yeah, hand his is. The hand is on Britt Eklund. Uh, yeah, Britt Eklund. Yeah, yeah. That's when you know there's something going on. Yeah. There's an interesting thing here. Now they don't want him to go. When you go and watch the uh, watch it again with the commentary on, Mike Hodges explains that in America they didn't like this bit of when the Cockneys are talking, so they overdubbed it, right, with somebody else doing pretend Cockney, and they even added a line in, right. Now, you would have seen, watching the normal version, without the commentary on, the one that was released, because he hated it and told them to get rid of it, okay? On the commentary one, you hear the actual one. What's the line? It's tell The extra line is, he goes, uh, they've got killers up there like you, Jack. Now, there's no need for that, because... It spoils them what he is, because you don't know what he is there. No. You don't know what he is there. So they had, they had that line in, and it does sound really bad. Oh, no, oh, right. So listen, out yeah, yeah, that's really come to it. Now, uh, Carter goes anyway. It's quite a confusing him. scene, though, really, that beginning bit, isn't it? Because it is you don't really know. Because it's like a lot of the time I find this film, some of the really important 
plot things are off, sort of off screen or in the back they are mumbled in the back at night yeah, and, yeah. You, and you, it's like that you're really later on the fact, it's like oh yeah that's the, it's not even like you were saying about that we're talking to talk about later mm. who she's to Carter yeah, that yeah. is just in the background isn't it yeah. you hear that and I like that that you've got to think you've got to them. you've got to pay attention absolutely you really have because a lot's going on I think there's a realism to it as well because nine times out of ten when you hear a conversation you don't hear all of it no, you're, you're no. picking up bits that you're supposed to uh, we then see him on the train, uh, which we talked about earlier on. This is when you hear the theme tune. And he's reading the book, uh, Farewell, My Lovely, which, of course, was remade into films of... I uh, can't remember what it's called. Uh, with, was it Bogart? Oh, uh, yeah. I know you mean, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, anyway yeah. Jay, the assassin, who uh, might came... Or, well, Carter will come to meet... Well, not meet, but be infected by him later on. He's on the train. So we already so know... So the thing is... Well, like, no, we don't know. So you, this is a spoiler. Uh, but yeah, but like I said, you, it's, it's quite hard to talk about this because these are what links into it, aren't yeah. they? So basically then, all this is set up because yeah. his boss knows them. Yeah, that he's, he's going to go and do some trouble up there. So, so he's thinking, I might as well get rid of him. Get rid of him when he's up there because yeah, he knows I, I them. I suppose, but the weird thing is though, it's Kinnear who phones yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Jay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting fact for you. This film took 36 weeks from getting the rights from the book to the actual release date. That's brilliant. It was filmed in 40 days. Do you know, I prefer films like that. I yeah. do. I, I like them when they've got that visceral, like just, you know, feral thing about them. Just do them. Yeah. I, I think the longer you do with films, it ruins them. We then see uh, Jack get off the train. It's a nice big old long train journey. He cleans his spoon. He puts some... No, like uh, I said, we can talk about that bit. Like, we will talk about that bit. That. Well, this is the main thing. He's like, he's doing, all the way through this film, he's doing loads of drugs, isn't he? Yeah. He's well, doing he, all these pills, you know, which is the 60s, isn't it? 60s, yeah. They're all doing uppers, aren't they? Yeah. He's doing uppers all the while, well, isn't he? he says on the commentary, Mark Brown says, you're not one of them sure if he's taking blues here. Yeah, he obviously is, isn't he? He needs to keep himself awake. And yeah. this is why he's putting nose drops. I don't even know nose drops. Or eye drops. I thought they were eye yeah. drops. But Mark Brown said they were nose drops. But sure, you'd sniff them up. But I think it's eye drops to keep yeah. your eyes clear, I think. We see him get off the train. He goes in the pub. And this is where he says one of uh, the many iconic lines uh, in this film. And you're going to hear it now. In a thin glass. So, uh, if you do go to Newcastle, uh, please don't ask for a thin glass. They'd get pissed off with it. Like I said, I bet they must have it so much. So that probably yeah. still there. I believe it's still there. I, it clearly won't look like. Bet it's a wet spoons. No, I bet you it is, isn't it? Because it's like that. It's like a big, just a big room in it yeah. with loads of people in drinking. Now, did you notice the interesting fellow in this film? Uh, it's just before Michael Caine. When Michael Caine looks over, and he's got that wonderful look with his slight, you know, his eyes. And, and the bloke looks at him and looks away. There's another bloke who lifts his pint of another drink. Did you notice anything weird about that man? No, you know, I was going to ask you about that. That scene must be about something because it's, it's filming it. I don't know what what is it. He's got five fingers and a thumb. Holy shit. <laughs> And, I, you, and I, you notice it, we never have told you. Yeah. When he raises the point glass and he looks at it like that, he's got five like, What did I tell you? Like, there's another worldly thing in this. There yeah. really is. There's sort of a bit like um, sort of Alice in Wonderland going down the rabbit hole, isn't it? Like, yeah. like, he goes down there to get this out and he gets sweat and it's like, it's, it's just an odd, I think it's an odd film idea. It's a lot weirder than I, I realised watching it. Again. I think as well with the pub, it kind of also gives you the life of what this area is like. Uh, Newcastle in the, the early 1970s was very, very similar to Birmingham in the 1970s. Well, in fact, Birmingham industry and, and drinking. Yeah, really? industry and drinking. Birmingham and Newcastle very have a very good close bond with each other anyway. Uh, and it is in, in, over, in Birmingham at a time, the drink was like 
pints of mild and pints of uh, pints of bitter. Yeah. And in Newcastle, of course, it was Newcastle Brown, Brown, Brown which is yeah. still a, 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 a well, you know, well known. Well, we when we're younger, you just think you go. You have it when you're younger, bit then. Yeah, yeah. Just a bit too heavy for me now. It really is. It's lovely. I made the mistake of having. I went to one of the. Corner pub, pubs, shall we say, uh, near uh, Penel's restaurant. I was going to Penel's restaurant, and uh, and I, why I did well, we'd been out to see Bond, mm. so I'd already had three cocktails and mm. a glass of wine, and and so I was pretty, you know. I, know what, yeah. I was thinking, I'm going for a Michelin star restaurant here. Could I cost a bomb? But when you got there, it was closed. They weren't open, so I looked over, and there was a proper old boozer. You know, I like a boozer. Yeah. And instead of just thinking, you know what, I've got a big heavy... I had a bottle of Newcastle Brown. I can't believe that. Well, I saw so it on sale there. And you know when you think, oh my you don't, God. You don't see it much, yeah. do you? you just and don't of course, see I insisted it. on having the half pint glass, so I, I poured it properly. Oh, it was cracking, but I don't have to go and sit and look for sophisticated. Yeah, yeah, with a Newcastle Brown, yeah. <laughs> the Newcastle Brown. Um, what I did find, when he goes to his brother's house, the key... Do you remember that? I mean, people used to put the key at the back of the letterbox. Um, and you see if you get back from school? Yeah. That's what you get, you let yourself in, Bob, when you think for your finger for you could, No, it shows you. The times were different then. Yeah. And now it's a coin, you could let your well, finger. It's because you nobody had anything worth robbing. Exactly. Everyone was pooing. Well, your pack might have been, because he didn't know what was in it. Let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> blame my parents. Uh, but no, it's right, because everyone was, you know, in the 70s, most people were bloody poor, weren't they? Yeah. They were. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole rough-looking place. He finds a shotgun. Now, eagle-eyed listeners will note on this that there are two uh, initials yeah, in yeah. this gun, J and F. F being Frank, J for uh, Jack. Frank's in the coffin. There is a nice little touch bit there where he puts the ha- his hands on him and then puts the cover over his face. But then to counteract that, the next morning, he's got... Did you know he's, he's having his shave, but he's got it plugged into the socket of the yeah. light bulb? Is yeah, it's a weird thing, but that's what I'm saying. He's obsessed with cleanliness in mm. that, this film. I said, I didn't notice that. This is what I got watching it. God knows how many times I saw this film, but when I watched it again on Sunday, it was the cleanliness. I forgot how important that is because he sees himself as better, but he's not better. He's no. one of them, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of them. He's just, he, he despises a bit on the bridge later on where he says, yeah, I, gotta, I hate this being in his stinking place. And you can see the anger in yeah, the yeah, yeah. place. But at the end of the, ultimately, at the end of the day, that's where he comes from. Doesn't matter what you do, you've still got, you know, your origins to, to look at. We meet Doreen for the first time on the day of the funeral. Uh, and, you know, she's well, a pretty looking girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24. Um, they all go to the pub after the, the funeral, which is, a you know, Mar- uh, what's it, the, is it Margaret, the lady? Yeah, Margaret ignores Carter when uh, Carter asks about Margaret. And Margaret turns out to be Frank's uh, girlfriend, but not wife. So, because something obviously happens there, because you find out that Carter had not had slept with... His brother's wife. Yeah, yeah, but and th- Doreen could be. Yeah, because she's child. not. Yeah, she's she's, not, no. she's got a husband. Just, Mark's got a husband. Well, you don't know. She says that. Yeah, doesn't you she? Because then she's told to spread lies about him. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kill myself and all that. So you don't know. But it's it. It's sort of. It's in the background. All these yeah. things are. And I like that. It's not spoon fed. No, it's up to you to. You work can sort it of out. work out what you want think, about that. I think you can kind of work it out after after watching it several several times. And what I made out from it was the fact that Carter slept with his brother's wife. Doreen could be Carter's little one. Could be. You don't, you know. don't know what happened to Doreen's mum. So did she die during childbirth? Yeah, or did yeah. she just run off? Just run off, yeah. Uh, Margaret is Frank's girlfriend, but Margaret has a, bo- a husband. There's a husband. So it's quite a convoluted thing there. But she ignores Doreen. And as, as Carter says, look, you know, she, she only knows you. And so he's already got it in for her straight away because she's w- walking away from you know any responsibility 
Win the pub, she Because well, he does try. You're right at the beginning, Carter tries to do the decent thing. Yeah. That's him without the window, though. That's him without the window. Well, he befriends Keith, who's uh, Alan Armstrong, and they go to the pub together. And um, as they're sitting in the pub, they've got that other old guy, and Dorian throws a glass of wine in his face, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the first time then you see. Carter paying people off. He just gets that rod of notes out. He's obsessed with money, isn't he? Yeah. Giving people money to see he can solve all problems right, with man. money. Yeah. And these problems can't be solved with money, no. can they? That's it. He's constantly, yeah, get your suit cleaned. Yeah, yeah right, get it. He puts it in the day. bucket and, yeah. he, and he says, do you want to let's stay for another drink? And he goes, no, I better get going. Yeah, yeah. So there's always that dangerous thing there. He asks um, where he can find, he asks Keith, where he can find Albert Swift, because he believes he's the one who knows what's going on. At the races, and instead of seeing Albert sees Carter and does a runner, yeah. you know he's that. It's really funny. He's eating a hot dog. Yeah, 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 hot dog just drops out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, 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 go. Yeah. Uh, but he sees Eric Prince played, of course, by Ian Hendry, and this is another one of the iconic lines that you hear in the film. So what are you doing then? On your holidays? No, I'm visiting relatives. Oh, that's nice. It would be if they were still living. Meaning what? Bereavement, death in the family. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right, Eric. Oh, well. Small world, isn't it? Very. So, who are you working for these days, Eric? Oh, I'm straight. Uh, respectable. <laughs> what are you doing? Advertising martini? Oh, you've been watching television? <laughs> yeah. Come off it, Eric. Who is it? Brumby? <laughs> Kinnear? What's it to you, anyway? Well, I've always had your welfare at heart, Eric. Besides which, I'm nosing. Well, that's not always a healthy way to be, is it? And you should know. Mm -hmm. If I remember rightly. <laughs> so, you're doing all right, then, Eric. You're making good. Making a living. Good prospects for advancement, is it? Huh? A pension? Do you know, I had almost forgotten what your eyes looked like. They're still the same. Piss holes in the snow. Still got a sense of humour. Yeah. Yes, I retain that, Eric. There's an interesting thing there because he takes his glasses off when he says, "Oh, yeah. insults in the snow." And Michael Caine says one of the most in in insulting and threatening things you can do is to go up to somebody and take their glasses off because the sunglasses they're shield is a hiding behind it. So when he does that, he takes it off. He's going, mm -hmm. "I'm in charge." Yeah. He does it to Margaret on the. Oh yeah, he off, does. Yeah, he, but he yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Wonderful bit of acting between uh, Ian Hendry and Michael Caine, and as we said, that was because there was a lot of a, no, you know, not so much with Caine, but definitely you can him. see it. And you can see you can see the tension on screen. You yeah. can, can't you? He's sort bit. of talking to him like he's crapping out yeah. at the side of his mouth. Now he follows the gamblers. There's a lot of gambling going on in this, and he ends up following the uh, the limo, well, the kind of expensive car, back to the. Uh, I, I, the you know, I love how he gets into that house. It's one of my favourite bits in the what? film. It's the way he's got all these hard men, and he just fucking strolls up, and then he fucking lights it up yeah. there. <laughs> but he just walks in, and he's expecting him, isn't he? Yeah. That's what's weird about that. Even though he's snuck in, he goes, "Oh, come in." Yeah. Well, what I like about that is the fact he smacks that one guy, over, and he and Michael Caine says again, he goes, "Now, 
I know, you know, that what is important about this film, the reason why he took this film, was because, one, obviously, at this point, he'd done The Italian Job, he'd done Zulu, he'd done Alfie, you know, he'd done uh, If Chris Fire. <laughs> yeah. So he'd done these kind of, like, likeable characters, and he said, I wanted to do a film, which is what was so good about Casino Royale, is that when you punch somebody... They don't just sort of... You can't just carry on. No, it hurts. It hurts, and you see them next day, and they're bruised. But in, in what he hates is when these days, when you see films, and it, it almost gives people, like younger kids, yeah, if we get if we batter that bloke, he'll be alright tomorrow. Exactly, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 I know about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it'll hurt your hand. It'll, it'll hurt your hand. It'll hurt your, so your brain, your wrist. When he picks up that log, and he legs it up to him, and just smacks it like in that. the head. That was <laughs> cracking. I like all his weapons. He's got loads of weapons in this. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Like you say, he just runs in line. I like that. We him, then he just runs in, just walks in, and just carries on as if he's just yeah. not having a chat with him. And I like the way as well that he tell, turns around and says, uh, he goes, and you got something to say? And he goes, oh, you'll be over in a minute. Yeah, Because he, yeah. he knows that, that yeah, you know, yeah. he's going he's gonna to win. Um, I do love that bit where he smacks that guy. I love the kind of, the, the whole thing as well, where Glenda's legs and the flirting between her and Jack. It's a beautiful bit. That's proper flirting, that, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That, you can't get much more of a come yeah, on yeah. than Even that. Even though he don't care. No. This is the thing, you know, we, we were talking about this today. We, this, these, all these little things show you, but you know, psychologically, he'd be a psychopath, wouldn't he? Well, he is a psychopath. There's no doubt. Because at the moment, you think, oh, no, he's just getting it. He's not getting with it. He's going over the top with revenge. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, as Will says, you go through, you hurt some people who don't need to be hurt. Yeah. And that's a psychopath. They can't tell the difference. Well, Glenda being one of them. That's, yeah. That's the thing. Uh, Jack then gets to Scrapyard to look at his brother's car. We, we kind of find out then as well that his brother... Yeah, because that a, bit is hardly talked about. His actual death. Yeah. You don't really glean what happened. He was drunk in a car. Well, but, and when he, yeah, but you don't really know, do you? No, it's, it's made out the fact that Frank was drunk at the wheel and uh, as, you know, then crashes his car and that's how he dies. Um, you find out later on, of course, that didn't happen. Um, he, uh, he goes back to the pub and this is where you see the, the pub singer who apparently oh. was a well-known singer around the pubs yeah, at that, that time. That does not look... That's what you think, more oh God, times are better now, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And that's not, yeah. not like... You, do, you, don't, you don't want to do that. And, uh, and they, they end up in the fight with another girl. Apparently that woman and her didn't get on anyway. Right. So that's what we want to observe. But what I love about that the is... Like, train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bloke The way, the way Michael Caine <laughs> just started this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's it, the way the blokes. They're not trying to break them up. They're standing around clapping. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack goes back to the boarding house and this is where he does the kind of... I suppose you call it phone sex nowadays. Uh, with, uh, that, it's a weird bit. It's just the way she's like really... Yeah, <laughs> she's not really cold. <laughs> she's not like getting turned on by it. She's not really frozen. Yeah. It's not to do. It is a bit weird though. He's, he's, doing, he's doing the kind of like the, the phone call and she's sitting on a rocking chair going back as a forward. Yeah, yeah. It is a bit weird. Like, so it's all about control again, isn't it? He exactly, wants to control yeah. her. And that's it yet again. That's what it's all about, isn't it? He doesn't like people. He wants to control them. Now, uh, apparently, Jack's uh, boys come back from London and Thorpe offers Jack... Now, Thorpe comes back. He's kind of like the messenger, isn't he, of, uh, of his boss saying, it's best you come back, Jack. He's like the, the Cockney villain because yeah. he's been Cockney villains in lots of things, hasn't he? <laughs> he has, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but what's weird about that is that when, <laughs> when Jack turns goes, I ain't going, and he goes, all right, boys, he kicks the, I love that he kicks the door in and his head goes through the windscreen. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. car drives off with that bloke going, oh! But why doesn't the Thorpey just stay in the car and drive off? Instead, he gets out, doesn't run it around the back of Newcastle, and goes into the uh, the nightclub, which is still there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. called a different name now. It's called. Yeah, the I, I, I really like that scene because yet again, there's like two blokes here. No one cares. No. <laughs> it's a boat chasing about dancing. Now he finds Thorpey by um by he finds him in the restroom and stuff like that. But when he brings Thorpey to his room, and if you notice, there's Alan Armstrong's character is there at that point. Um, 
he punches him and then he squeezes his testicles really hard <laughs> the old way of getting information yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they meet him to a party he, he finds out then that it's uh, Bumby who's, who's partly responsible for this so he goes to the party you see the man throwing up in the pond yeah, then he kicks, <laughs> kicks him in it, which is really good. And then I often think, can you imagine coming home and finding your house in that state? Oh, it's not like the classic hell. party scene in Quadrophenia, isn't it? It's a When you own your house, you don't want that. No. Uh, this is then. Carter sneaks in and yeah. he ends up sitting down. Yeah, again, there. he's sneaking in. He's sneaking <laughs> in. Sneaking <laughs> in has to see Bumby, and it's a bit of mind games going on here because he just gets to leave, doesn't he? Yeah, because he doesn't say anything. Does doesn't say anything. Because it's like it's two o'clock in the morning. morning. What are you doing, what are you doing there? And again, this is where you get the uh, uh, another uh, famous quote. Could be the last one, I think, uh, from uh, Jack Carter to Bumby. I made a mistake. What about? Never mind. It's not business. See you. Listen, I don't like it when some tough nut comes pushing his way in and out of my house in the middle of the night. Bloody well tell me who sent you. You're a big man, but you're in bad shape. With me, it's a full-time job. Now behave yourself. <laughs> and as you say, he punches it's him. It's a slap, and, isn't it? It's a slap. slap. There's nothing more A man slap. That's, that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. A man slap. I know that's a very sexist thing to fucking say. So but in that world, yeah. to bitch slap someone, yeah. as they call it now, that yeah. now, is a bad thing to do. He'd rather be punched than slapped. Yeah. But also the way the editing of it, the way he just... <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of holds it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> and just leaves him in the in the chair, and, yeah. and 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 that's it. Anyway, he gets back to the boarding house, and uh, he finds out that obviously Keith's been um, he's been battered, and so he says, "Look, I'll pension him off." That's how he explains what he's going to do. He's going to pension him off. Um, no, what have I put? Oh, the girls' band. That's really interesting because that there's a, a um, the what are they called them the we know they've got I know it's a majorette but majorettes that's what they are I don't know what they call over it but I think that's a very American term for it but I know it as like that uh, apparently it's a northern thing as well it's really much northern oh yeah coal miners you don't and, see it anymore do you but I think no, up north you know with I bands and a major yeah major I think that they're, they're all a girl it's an all girl or school girl band. Now we're doing that, and I think in Sheffield, obviously, they're, well, they're most well known. That, well, in Yorkshire, to say in Sheffield, that where they're most well known for their Yorkshire brass bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think up north in Newcastle, that, yeah, they've got like their. Oh, yeah, that's I don't know what you probably call it, probably something to tell But what's interesting it. about that, they've got that going on, and this is when the gangsters turn up while Jackie's having uh, sex with yeah. uh, uh, the landlady. And he, yeah. I mean, he just rolls off that bed, great bit of editing there because you don't see anything. And finds a shotgun and walks out, and you get some double entendres out. Yeah, but I like that because it's the way it's just normal. Yeah. It's like, is there a bloke there standing? He goes, like, oh, you're going to use that on me. That's why I said that. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I, I've always wondered that, because uh, I always like the idea of being an actor, but I've, I'd have to have a close. I'm not doing nakedness. Because he must have been now doing that bit. He must have been. He's either that, he's probably got one of those very slim sock things on, because right? <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. But like I said, that, just, that is right by where the girls thing are. Yeah. Like, you know, and he walks he walks out the house and he's got the shotgun. And I love the way that the other lady from next door turns around and looks at Josh. Starts having a row with him. Yeah, he's standing there he's his uh, yeah, yeah. bit side. Um, what the, oh, right now, did you know that uh, Michael Kank can't drive a car he can't right. drive well he can drive but at this point he didn't have a license to drive a car so Johnny Morris uh, was Kane Stunder and also his assistant and he uh, drives the car throughout that apart from the last bit where you see him pull up oh, so right. all the bit where you see him driving the car through oh, right. that's, that's not oh, right. Right. Mm. Very good. Uh, Jack meets Margaret again uh, and but she sets him up on the on the bridge and I love that scene where she sets him up and the anger on his face is absolutely I mean that you can see they seething isn't it when they're coming up and they're saying you better come along and then, of course, he does another another classic. Uh, what am I, uh, uh, winner? 
It's quite cool. Yeah, said, this is where the film now. It, like, it's sort of it's like a tough gangster film, but this now where it starts, it, the, the, you know, you're sort of in the last forty minutes. Now, it starts turning really nasty, doesn't it? Yeah. He starts doing nasty things now, doesn't he? Like it's like his killings are they're horrible as well, isn't they? They ain't like shooting someone. No. But well, I'm not saying that's much better, but you know what I mean. Well, this is the, because Jack, Jack gets rescued by uh, Glenda, isn't he? And yeah. uh, and then um, they get taken to the the carport, really. Yeah. And which he turns around and says no to to Bumby about the deal that's going on. He ends up sleeping with her, and this is where Jack ends up watching his porn film. And it does take him a while to realise it's still... It's the only time he's seen sort of any emotion with him, isn't it? It's the only time in the film. Again, wonderful bit of acting Yeah, because he's getting surprised, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, and I think, oh yeah, he's realising that, what it's all about. Yeah. Now, whether he knows that, that Dorian is his daughter or not, I don't think... Anyway, he's patty because it's all about family. And he's, he's because he's got a friend. future cart in his, because he talks at the beginning, doesn't he? He's going to South America, isn't he? With, yeah. his, with his girlfriend. With, with, with Eklund, with Anna. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Now... This is apparently this is the only time that Michael Caine lost his temper on set, because the scene where she goes, "You lying bitch!" in the the back. It's so claustrophobic because why oh, isn't yeah. it? That's... And when he strangles her, the um the not the zoom operator but the the kind of pulley the pulley guy yeah didn't get it on time, and he lost his temper with him because because he, he built up oh, emotion right, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I filmed the sex scene in the morning and and that. I mean, obviously he apologised, you know, he didn't do it, you know, like Christian. Yeah, Brown. but that's the... But, so what you see on screen is actually the second take. It oh, must have right. been wonderful to that's see that. That's an absolute... No, and it's still, still a hardcore. Powerful. That's still powerful. It's still a hardcore scene, because he just completely... He grabs her, and he does treat her now like a piece of shit, doesn't well, he? Well, he tells her to get dressed, and he drags her and sticks her in the boot of his son being car. He drives out, and he finds Albert Swift, the one we saw at the races earlier on. Excuse me. Otherwise, now he's played. Did I get the guy's name in here? I might have... might have just missed that. Um... I thought I did. Did I not? Did I... Oh, Glenn, sorry. Glenn Edwards plays Albert Swift. Uh, now, Edwards, also uh, an apprentice of Joan Littlewood's Theatre Workshop, he had, of course, previously worked with Michael Caine in Zulu oh. as one of the sergeants. It's a bit of, were you in? I was already Professional, yeah, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, of course, the Chris File. And most people will know him as being the barman in Minder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, it's all about his telling, it's yeah. face. It's all the people. Now, he finds out that Swift in the in the bookies and kills him by knife. I said it's. I think it's the most. I think this and the the bit we're going to talk about in a bit. Uh, uh, them two are horrible because you think he's going to let him off at first because yeah. he's being friendly with him and he goes, Albert, you know, did you get out? Because yeah, rah, rah, rah. yeah, he gives him a cigarette and he's going to give me a fag. Yeah, you say he's being nice to him. And then he turns around and he goes, you knew what you you knew what I'd do. Yeah, but it's, so he's it's, already saying that. Like he said, you've never I saw did. his knife. No. And then it's, it's like, what's he fucking come down with all these <laughs> fucking blogs and knives and guns? And that's it. Well, no, it didn't, it. It didn't bring the log with yeah, you. <laughs> on the train. Yeah, right. Oh, you got sir? Just the log. Someone's going to get that. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that. <laughs> but like I said, it's like, oh, it's like that's already tight. And it's face to face as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a struggle. He does it coldly, doesn't yeah. he? And he that's what's mad about that bit. Him and he don't give a shit that he's in a bucket. He's in a bucket. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Just leave, no. He walks out. Who's going to tell him? Yeah. Uh, it's the way he's sitting. He goes, I know you didn't kill her. You know what I mean? And he's killing me. It's like, oh my gosh. It is quite quite hard there. Anyway, he then, uh, he's, he leaves his, um, he leaves, <laughs> he's on Glenda's still in the car. So he parks up there and he's like, oh, come out. And then suddenly the other gangsters come on. So they have a bit of shootout. Yeah, with a with crap yeah, shot. With a crap no, no, that bit's good. The rest of it's good. It's just the yeah, one bit. It's, it's a just bit the crap. one bit where you're just shooting him. And there's a bit of a delayed reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Eric Pace then pushes um No, because car. your car needs a wash car. Ah. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, yeah, and the Wicked Land Rover 
pushes the yeah. uh, you know, oh. in his car and he's like, bothered. <laughs> uh, we then get to see uh, Carter goes to see Brumby again. Brumby kind of meets him halfway down. Bear in mind, as we mentioned earlier on, he does the fight scene. He thing, runs after him, doesn't yeah. he? Which you think, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> so he gets punched in the back of the head and then thrown off the car park and yeah. lands on the car. He then goes off and finds Margaret and I think this, bingo. I think this is the worst killing. Well, you said, the, reason, because it's just so horribly done, well, it's isn't calculated, it? calculated, isn't yeah, it? Strict, yeah, and strict... Yeah, well, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's calculated because the reason why he was at the port early on, just before his car gets thrown off, is because he's buying drugs. And you think, what's he buying there? And you think, well, that looks like it's a syringe. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. What's he need that for? Mm. You then see him watching Margaret in bingo. He follows her out and then turns around and says, I've come for you, Margaret. That line, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. come for you, Margaret. Gets her in the car, drives her to the woods, tells her to get dressed, pins her down. Yeah. She's not fighting or anything because no. she knows that's it. And then it stuffs just, her mouth for... Uh, with, with a sack and then, the then gives her the... Yeah. They call it a hot shot in hot that world. Yeah. Yeah. hot yeah. shot. So she it's like... It's like, you know, I know she was in part of it, but it's not the way he does it, doesn't yeah. it? It just leaves in the middle of fucking nowhere as well. well he, no, but he drops, drops him, puts him in the river, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, Calls yeah. the because he's, he's told Kinnear that I'm going to send the... He's already sent the file off, so he's lying about that. He dumps the body in there and the police go around. Interesting note there that if you notice, there's another Land Rover. Right? Uh-huh. That's the same Land Rover that was the villains were using. It's the same registration plate. <laughs> <laughs> reasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, of course, Kinnear gets, uh, you know, he gets arrested. But before he gets arrested, he phones the hitman to say, yeah, and the hitman goes, okay, and he's in bed. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And he, he comes off. The police turn up. They find Glenda in the river. And this is when you see Jack chasing Eric. And it's a really good scene as well. It's, it's just, what's good, it's, un, it's sort of... It's unglossy. Yeah. It's an unglossy chat. And the thing is, they're talking to each other all the while. They're, well, like, they're friends, aren't yeah. they? Well, and that's the well, weird thing. Know, but the weird, there is a weird thing is when at one bit, uh, they're running across a bridge. Every uh, goes underneath. Yeah, and, and he runs the other way, doesn't he? You know, do you know what he says? What? He goes, you couldn't win an egg and spoon race, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he goes, peace off. That's <laughs> 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 a weird thing, isn't it? I don't think... Anyway, they're chasing them. And like I said to you earlier on, they had to reverse this kind of filming, so they, they did the, the death scene first. What, why is that? Because Hendry's uh, health is so bad at this point. I can't believe he was eating it. Yeah, so... <laughs> How much was he drinking to get like that? Uh, well, Michael Caine says that he's... Burton drinking. No, and, um, yeah, he was a heavy drinker. You know they say heavy drinkers? Generally, he was a whiskey drinker. Yeah, so he's a heavy, heavy drinker. I mean, considering what he passed away from, he's, he's inside. And when you see pictures of him later in life, he, he did look... Because he's a very handsome guy. That's the sad thing. And yeah. It's like, more like a thing that does ravage, ravage the body, doesn't it? Yeah. But as you see them running up that beach, which is covered in coal, it's a horrible looking beach. Now that beach is beautiful. They've spent some, a couple of million pounds on that beach. Yeah, it's a proper it's, grim ending, horrible oh, it really It looks is. horrible. So Carter chases him up this thing and, and he gets him on the floor. If you notice, he loses his shoe as well and he's running through the yeah. thing. Makes him drink the uh, bottle of whiskey, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is horrendous really when he's doing it. And he's saying to him, did you all laugh? Yeah, yeah. Did you all laugh when you passed around the bottle? So then you find out that what they'd done is they'd, they'd got him pissed, made him drink a bottle of whiskey, then put him in the car and pushed the car That into was the in the Sweeney movie as well, you know? It was, with right? yeah. uh, uh, John Ford, wasn't it? The, yeah, 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 yeah. Good film, that is, actually. I like the Sweeney movie. It's uh, good, it's good. Carter then bludgeons him with the, with the butt of the Yeah, because you think you could have shoot him at first. Because yeah. he never shoots the shotgun, does he? She no. don't even know if he, well, he no, has got like, shells. No. He has uh, got shells. No, she's got a pistol at the yeah. boat, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So she's never got it. And you no. think he's going to shoot him, but he doesn't for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Is that the symbolism with the handle that he's got the two names it on could it? Be, yeah. Is that what that's all about? Yeah, yeah. Just think, I just thought about that now. Yeah. That obviously, that's what he's in, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah. But uh, he then sticks him in the coal 
coal chute as yeah, it's going yeah. along there, and obviously that body drops out and, and flo- you see, if you watch, you see it floating away. Yeah. And then it's it's leaves himself then, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, happy as Larry. It's a wonderful thing because he knows he, he's going to bugger off on holiday with his missus. Yeah. He gets the further shotgun in, and all you hear is <laughs> and straight in the forehead, mm. uh, straight and dead. And then you see Jay get up, puts his gun away, and he buggers off. Yeah. And it's a wonderful ending, that is. Oh, no, I know, because you think, you said he's not bigger than them. You see, that's no. the point. He no. thinks he is, but he's not. No. And it's like, like I said, you're thinking, what a just uh, a horrible few days. Originally, there was a bit of a plan, uh, and this was talked about with Mike, uh, Mike Hodges and Michael Caine, that there was going to do another Carter film. Well, I suppose uh, so, because he could do it in the, the world. Uh, of... Michael Caine thought about it and then and then turned around and said, no, no, let's kill him because nobody... Because Ben Mike Caine was a big film star at this point. Yeah, Michael yeah. just couldn't believe that Michael Caine had come on this film because and Caine was the utmost professional. He didn't mind having his back to the camera, yeah, didn't yeah. care about close-ups, and he said, I don't want any of that. You tell me what you want to do yeah. because he said, we've got to make it realistic. And that's why a lot of times, if you notice, you see, you've seen the back of Carter. Yeah, you do, you do, yeah. yeah. Kane was happy with that. And he turned around and he says, also, in, in, in his world, being an actor, that you never kill him off. Don't mm-hmm. kill your main character off because it's you, it, you represented him. He said, no, he needs to die because there's nothing good about him in this film. And also, it's a thing of that, if you used to make him a hero, where he gets walking off, well, hey... I well, think that would have been a hero. It's not a hero. It's not, not a hero. hero. No, he's not. He don't so, really care. He don't really care about the girl. No. He don't really because earlier on when he bumps into her, yeah. he gives us some money because he might never see you again. Yeah. It's like that's it. Then that's it. Then so it might be enough. He ain't giving a shit really. Like, think, I'm going to argue, and that's it. I think as well, Kane plays these characters really well. I mean, as we mentioned, he plays Harry Palmer in Eric Chrisfall, and I, <clears throat> he plays Harry Brown later on in life. Which is I watched that again the other day. It's a wonderful film. It's got to be modern society way. I think it's one of his Bizarre, last great films I think I think so yeah because he's still got a bit of lot you know he's still a bit, a bit menacing in him yeah 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 and I, I don't care what anyone says I always look at him as, as an old Harry Palmer yeah yeah I always yeah. think he's been Harry Palmer he did talk about that didn't yeah, he he did talk I, about I, that's I, how you want to see him as like that that's yeah, what he'd be that's doing that's what he would be doing and I, I quite like that and you know he's one of the last legends really Michael Caine is you know, he, I, he, I can't think of anyone Sean Connery Michael yeah. Caine um, my god Sean Terrence Connery Sean Connery pretty old they're in the 80s isn't they I mean and they're going to be people I know you decide to say you're going to get people replaced we don't know yet you don't know do you it's just different film stars now yeah there's no one really I don't think is charismatic no I don't think he's like a leading man I think it's a very young Fashionable thing now to be like to be like a leading man. Well, the leading men you get nowadays, I suppose Tom Hanks is the most obvious. Yeah, I'd say man, yeah, he's, guess, a, he's a good leading man. Yeah. George Clooney no longer does; he just directs films and stuff like that. But really, there isn't. I mean, you know, I suppose you got like Matt Damon, but that's not really the, a box office draw. Yeah, um, there isn't anyone who stands out. No, I mean, no, no. I think we mentioned this before that you know, although you know, Oliver Reed was was has always been a bit of a thing for me. He's a nasty piece of work. We know that. We all know he's a nasty piece of work. And, uh, yeah, uh, but there's something about him, and and you quite you know I like that threatening behaviour. Someone you, you're not too sure what's going to go. Unpredictability. On. I, I like that. that. I like that. I like, I like an actor's got like a twinkle in the eye. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's why I like Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's got that where yeah. he can do nothing. Look, yeah. it's like Dunkirk. You don't need all he does is take his helmet off and stand there, and it's yeah. the most amazing scene. And I told, I told you the interesting fact about that, didn't I? 
that the the person talked to him in the uh, in the Spitfire. He's Michael Caine. He's Michael Caine. Oh, really? Well, right? I know. Yeah. It's one of those today, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. yeah so it is a great film, though. To me, to me, it's Michael Caine's best film. If I was going to show someone a Michael Caine film who didn't know him, yeah. say a young person, even though they wouldn't watch it because it's over three years old. But say if they, <laughs> say if they were like us, so show me a Michael Caine film, I'd say yes, get Carter. Yeah. I'd say get Carter, then work your way through the others. Then this, you know, yeah. I think that, I, I don't think it was ever better. I'd, I'd probably go for Michael Caine's best films: Get Carter, Ipcris File. Basically, it's them. He did about about um, five or six years where he was amazing in it. Yeah, and d- 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 Italian job. Yeah, I'd say. I yeah. think really iconic, uh, iconic Kane that is. I mean, that's what I say. I mean, it's obviously side of house rules. He's acting that is superb, but you know, uh, and educating Rita is also one of the yeah, best. Yeah, he's really funny in that. He's really funny good. That. Really but it's not in the same. Yeah, dirty rotten scandals. Hold on, have we done dirty rotten scandals? I don't know. If we have, that's five Michael yeah. Caine films. We've oh, done. That was on at Christmas, and it's still a very funny oh, film, isn't it? If we haven't done that, <laughs> it's still a very funny film. If we haven't done that, we're doing it. Yeah, it's we'll still a very funny month. film. Um, so next month we've got the prisoner. The prisoner. We're also going to be doing Midnight Run. We are going to do Midnight. Oh yeah. Uh, I want you to throw a film in now without thinking about it. Any film you want to do, just think. Of, I'm not, uh, on the spot. Don't think. Oh, I don't know. I wanted to make Scorsese. I wanted the taxi driver. Taxi driver will do because I don't like that, so we'll do it. <laughs> you do like fucking taxi driver. Oh. You're obsessed with watching it when you're younger. I know, but anyway, we'll talk about anyway, it. Yeah. Uh, I'm phoning Sexy Beast then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just so we can do Adam Buxton's. No, 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 no. We can talk about a bit of a Ray Winston as well. So, you know, yeah, Ray Winston. Yeah, Ray Winston, can't we? Yeah, yeah. So, next month is going to be The Prisoner. Now, I'll just give you a little bit of a, uh, a forewarning on that. Next month's show may well be released right at the end of February. Could even, yeah, <laughs> could even be the beginning of March, so you might get two episodes yeah, in March. Yeah. Just so that, because I want to watch them all again, yeah, and no, I, I want Kel to watch them yeah, all yeah. again. Uh, so, thanks for listening. You're going to get some blurb as usual off Jen uh, of all the information of where you can find us. Remember, we've got fridge magnets to give away. Uh, and, of course, you can send us comments on Facebook and stuff like that. Stay tuned right to the very end because I'm going to play another song from the Get Carter soundtrack. Whichever one it will be, I don't know. Mm. So, see you all next month. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.